And we are live. What's up, guys? Episode 10, Hard Knocks UT. Welcome back with the ATB crew. DR, Low, Paul, Leland, Bandit, we're all here. We are glad that you are here, too. Uh, <laughs> are you going to go in song? <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, Tennessee got the job done against South Carolina, 45-20. Uh, Looking back at predictions from last week, looks like Lowe took the uh, took the prize there. She said forty nine. Well, she had she had Tennessee scoring forty two to forty nine, and South Carolina scoring thirteen. Um, so that's what last week's predictions looked like. Um, Tennessee did another good job sustaining drives. Looking back at. Uh, Past pods, things that we said we wanted to see see better. Um, that's just that's two things I keep going back to is sustaining drives and cutting down on the penalties. Tennessee was 12 for 17 on third down, so definitely sustaining drives. They only picked up two penalties, 30 penalty yards. So things are doing better. We're racking up the wins. So uh, let's start off. What do you guys think about the South Carolina game Saturday? I mean, offense, offense, offense. That's what I like to see. We had 11 first downs in the first quarter, and you talked about it. We had two penalties the whole game. One of those was uh, Jeremy Banks, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, he's he's got to cut it out, man. <laughs> I mean, like, it, he didn't do anything to cost us, but this old Miss game is going to be a lot closer than, you know, the South Carolina game. And we had three more drops. I don't remember who it was. I got it written down. Princeton Fant, Cedric Tillman, Bayless Jones. You know, it, again, it didn't cost us, but I, I'd like to see stuff like that being improved. Um, so I kind of, I kind of broke down like my <laughs> first half and second half. Um, I mean, I the first half I thought was really awesome. Our offense was really good. I took down some notes about how like our drives in comparison were. So, like, our first touchdown drive was four minutes and 29 seconds, but touchdowns two through five were 36 seconds, one minute, 18 seconds, 33 seconds, and a minute and 43 seconds. I personally, since I've been watching UT football, cannot recall an offense that was that explosive. Um, I absolutely love to see it, and I was pretty impressed with that. My second half, I wasn't as impressed with our offense. I thought that it was a little bit lackadaisical. Um, and the play calling was just a little bit too conservative. I know that we were up by a significant amount, but I felt like our tempo kind of took a turn for, you know, like I said, the lackadaisical would be my word. Um, but I thought our defense overall did phenomenal. If you take away that uh, – special teams blunder where South Carolina scored that touchdown. The defense only allowed six points in the second half. So that was my biggest negative was South Carolina um, converting on that fake punt. But overall, I mean, I was, it was pretty solid, but first half to second half, I could see a big difference in their performance. Um, and I don't think we can do that moving forward. To me, my biggest positive continues to be Hendon Hooker. I mean, if you think about 
how he's come and saved the day. Our offense was not doing a whole lot with Joe Milton at the helm. I mean, quite honestly, we score on Bowling Green because we can run the football. I mean, that's that's just all we did. We ran the ball down their throats, and that's how we scored. But Hendon Hooker's come in, and our offense is now you can either throw or run. Like, it's an option now. Before, we'd always have to, like, pick something to win a game. And another bright side for me is how well our depth showed. We had so many players out with injury. Uh, Brandon Turnage had a big game. Aaron Beasley came in and had a big game at linebacker. You look at stuff like that, and, like, if you think about back to the 2016 South Carolina game when all of our starters – we had a big majority of our starters out, we lost the game because of it. But Heupel, that just shows how good of a coach Heupel is, I think, more than it does just to show how well he's done with what he has. He's playing with his cards, and his cards aren't stacked well for him right now as far as SEC football goes. But he's doing something that we've not seen a coach do, and that's taking what he has and not only winning with it, but really dominating with it if you look at our past two games. Uh, this is the type of game that I've been preaching about for a while now. Uh, and we've done this two weeks in a row is to manhandle the bottom feeders of the East. And that's Missouri, uh, Kentucky's coming up, Vanderbilt, South Carolina, et cetera, et cetera. To get to the top, we have to continue to run through these garbage-ass teams in the bottom of the SEC East. We don't want to be part of that anymore. We want to take care of business, and that's what we did Sunday – or Saturday. Um, Saturday was the least sexy – 45 points that I can remember in the longest time. I mean, after that first quarter, I'm sitting here looking at the box score. Of course, you're not going to take away the first quarter. But after the first quarter, we scored 17 points. And we went scoreless in the third. Um, could that have been – now, give give Hopple credit for having the guys ready at the beginning of the game, bursting onto the scene. I mean, to score 28 in the first quarter, it's rare to get – three possessions in the first quarter, much less four. So give him credit for having the guys ready. Uh, this isn't the this isn't the um, this isn't the only time that we went a quarter without scoring. We did it against Bowling Green and we might have done it with Pitt. I don't know. But third quarter we didn't score anything. We have to keep the, the pedal to the metal, choke these uh, choke these teams out. Um, Uniforms, like I said last week, beautiful. They're even better on the field. I'm glad we wore them. I don't have any regrets about wearing them, um, saving them for this week and all that. I, I want I want the stuff to win. And since this week is more of a toss-up than, than South Carolina, I'm glad we wore them. They're beautiful, beautiful uniforms. Um, I don't know where the people is. I have a, I'm still complaining about the attendance. Don't come to the game. Uh, like this, this, this week, just because it's a sexy, um, it's a sexy storylines and it's, it's a sexy, you come to the game. I mean, these dudes are winning and they're killing them. I look up underneath the jumbotron and that whole section from one side to the other is empty. And I've never seen that before. And it was the same way with Pitt. Don't, don't come if you're not going to come during the non-sexy games. And, um. I guess that's about about all I have. Hendon Hooker is still balling out. I love some of the play calls that Hopple's had for him. The little fake like run thing, and then pop up and throw it deep. He had a zip on that post. Uh, that, was, that was beautiful. 
uh, he keeps getting better each and every week. And like I said last week, he he's just he's fun to watch. I think. Yeah, I saw Tennessee tweet out a thing about um, Tennessee scored 249 points this year through the first six games. That's number two in the SEC, number six in the country, and the most Tennessee scored in the first six games since 1990. So I guess that hashtag feels like 1990 instead of 98 now. Um, Tennessee put up 472 yards or plus two in the takeaway Saturday. Hooker, I mean, like Leland just said, he's still balling out. 17 to 23, three touchdowns. Um, Don Evans, 119 yards in the touchdown. Uh, Bayless Jones, six catches, 103 yards, one touchdown. But this defense, man, uh, Brandon Turnage comes in. Theo Jackson's out this week. Brandon Turnage came, comes in, 14 tackles, seven solo, two tackles for loss. Tennessee currently has 52 tackles for loss. Um that's that's the most I think that's the most in power five. If not, it's number two um for power five. Um listen, guys, guys with tackles for loss against South Carolina. Brandon Turnage, Trayvon Flowers, Aaron Beasley, Jeremy Banks, Jay Blakely, Salon Page, uh Warren Burrell, uh Byron Young, Matthew Butler, Tyler Barron. We had 10 tackles for loss against South Carolina from 10 different guys. We only played 17 guys on defense. Everybody on defense had a tackle for loss except for uh, uh, seven guys. That I mean, that's crazy to me. Um, one other thing I wanted to mention, uh, Chase McGrath. Let's give the uh, kicker some credit. He's he's come in. He's six for seven on field goals this the, through six games. Long of 48, 32 for 32 on extra points. Um, what what do you guys think about this defense? Would would you say the defense is? I mean, obviously the offense is playing lights out, but that was kind of expected. Um, I know we talked. Well, I don't know if we expect him to be this good, but I mean, it's, it's Josh Heupel. You're going to have offense. I did not expect Tim Banks to to do this with this defense. Um, before I get into the defense, Bandit, you're talking about how many points we scored in the first. That I saw pretty impressive. And this is um, 179 points in our seven losses last year, and that's what we've had in the last two weekends. So shout out to the sheep that wanted uh, Pruitt to come back. That's you, Vol Picks. But man, the defense, honestly, I, I expect a lot of points. Like I said, the defense, especially with what we got. Every, everybody's left, and we're just gluing it together. I'm again, we, we have no linebacker play, but I don't that's not anything on banks. I mean you, when you don't have anything, you don't have anything. but the defense honestly is what's making me feel better about the game Saturday. Yeah, I'm I mean, I really didn't know what to expect about this defense when the whole season started, but I can just say, I mean, and I've said previously in the other podcasts, I mean, I feel like they're better than any defense I've seen on the field in the past few seasons. Um, their numbers show it. And, I mean, they're even – I just remember, like, sev- like it was always year after year that we were always missing just wide-open tackles. Like, we would always just let people get five, six, seven extra yards. I don't see that anymore. If they get the first down, they're nine times out of ten stopping them whenever they catch the ball. Um and I just think they're playing a lot faster than anyone expected. I I know we aren't looking 
like ahead into the we're still recapping but I agree I have a lot of stuff about the defense moving forward for this this Saturday's game and I just I mean I'm pretty impressed overall as a unit I think they've done a great job um I don't really have any specific negatives at all on them I think they've done really well so far well Honestly, coming into this season, I really expected it to have 2012 vibes. I thought we were going to lose games like scoring 48 points, like 48-55 was going to be final scores of like the Missouri and the South Carolina game. Like I genuinely expected Missouri when I picked it. After the Missouri game, I didn't think South Carolina was going to score a lot. But going into the Missouri game, I thought it was going to be like 50 to 38. Like that's how – that's just the vibes I was getting. But this defense has stepped up. Pitching a shutout. I know it was Tennessee Tech, but anytime you pitch a shutout, your defense did something right. I don't care if you're playing a high school team. And then really holding Missouri's offense to 17 points because they got that kickoff return, right? Yeah, they had a kickoff return in that game. And then you play South Carolina, and then some bullshit special teams play is the only thing stopping you from holding them under 20 points. So that's really two straight games against SEC opponents that we've held under 20 points. I don't think – our defensive guru head coach we had last didn't do that. And I know Butch damn sure didn't do that. So I think as far as improvement goes, you have to understand that like we have competent coaching on this staff. Now this hypo hiring Tim Banks may go down as the best coordinator hire since 2010. Like it's that big of a hire to me. I think Tim Banks is going to start building something here. We're not getting beat on a slant every single play of every single game, which is refreshing. And it's just really nice to see the fact that our defense is also playing well and our offense is playing well. We've not seen that in forever, two units playing together, and it's just nice to see. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at some of these comments on uh, on our little chat. and Heath Trentham, he said 2012 Derek Dooley would give his left nut for this defense, and he's not wrong. Um, I was going to save some of these stats for um, the Ole Miss portion, but I'll go ahead and, and, and do Tennessee's. Uh, so our total defense, we're ranked 45th. You wish it was just a little bit higher. Uh, we did. We have played the number one, I think the number one scoring offense in Pitt. And um, we're 74 in passing yards. That's, that's, that's kind of high. Um, I think the number was only like two, 230 or 250 or something. I can't remember. So that just shows how good defenses are around against the pass, which is you would think that, you know, college football and flying it all over the yard, you know, that would be higher. Um, I actually was surprised about this. Turnovers uh, were tied with 30 in, with 30th in the nation at forcing turnovers. I think that was, that's a pretty solid number. Um, looks like we're taking the ball away. Scoring defense is 37 and rushing defense is 30. Uh, both those stats, the scoring defense and the rushing defense, Ole Miss is over 100 ranked. So we're in the 30s on those two categories. Ole Miss is over 100. So that shows our defense compared to um, – if you want to compare some of that stuff to Ole Miss. Uh, and we'll do – I'll do offense here in a second. But, um, yeah, these, these guys are just a bunch of no-names. Alante Taylor and Jeremy Banks, that's the only guys I really truly know, honestly. And um, – I think that uh, it, it's almost it's almost like if you just do simple stuff, you can get – I think me and Lowe could go out there and play linebacker and just do simple technique stuff, 
and we'd be we'd be solid. And um, sometimes you, a defense coordinator wants to do these exotic, you know, razzle-dazzle, 85 Bears blitz this way and the blitz the water boy, and, and you just give up. You get gashed. Look at Missouri. They got gashed, you know. I bet some of the – if you look back at some of their film, they didn't do the normal basic stuff to stop the run. And um, the defense, I think, Saturday is going to be the one major um, key component when it comes to us – the difference between us and, and, and lo- winning and losing, I think. I agree. I also agree with what you guys said about the second half of the South Carolina game. Um, I would like to see us keep our foot on the pedal a little bit more, but um, I get it. And the second half against South Carolina, I think we only attempted three passes. Um, So I think we did a lot of running the clock there. Um, But um, anybody else got anything before we move on to the Ole Miss game? Uh, Talk about it, uh, defense. Is that what you said, Leland? What was the, what was the stat on the defense? Again, you said forty fifth and something. I forgot. Uh, that it was in total defense. That's yards. Okay. Total. You were talking about hit. I know, uh, nationally, uh, their quarterback has got the number one quarterback rating of that. Yeah. Their yeah, offense that- is uh, fourth in total offense. Ole Miss is third in total offense. So that puts a damper on our rankings a little bit, and that's fine. I mean, it is what it is. You're going to play some of those teams. But to be 45th after – and I don't know what Pruitt was last year. I would assume it was worse than 45th. Um, but to come in after this guru last year, this goober, and do what he's done after 20, 30-odd transfers, pretty damn good. Yeah, guru. guru. Couldn't identify vegetable. Good. <laughs> well, in the uh, Twitter chat, Cohen3323 wants to know, will our opinions change on this staff if Ole Miss drags us this weekend? I guess we'll start with Dr. Vall. Um, I mean, that's the thing. Like, we're halfway through the season, but our sample size, man, we haven't played Ole Miss. We haven't played Alabama, some of the better offenses besides Pitt. But, I mean, yeah, opinions change game by game, especially when you get to it, honestly. Uh, that's what I'm worried about, honestly. We've got all this momentum, and I'm worried we're going to piss it away if we just get our ass kicked this game. I don't, I don't see it happening. But, you know, I mean, you know, Leland said it. You know, don't go out there and piss the bed. And that that's what I'm worried about. But we'll see. I mean, my opinion changes hourly. My, my opinion probably changed by the end of the – podcast just to piss some people off to be honest with you so i i it depends on what he means by like getting dragged like if we got absolutely rolled by this team from the very beginning i would be a little bit worried considering we've been really consistent with our starts i mean we've scored 28 points or more in one quarter the past two games if we came out and like didn't score anything in the first half or something i'd be pretty worried and wonder what the hell was going on. Um, But I do not think that will happen in the slightest. I think they've been really good about their preparation. I think the difference in this team, you know, from previous teams is that they're coming out from the very beginning 
first, you know, at kickoff and ready to play on, on both defense and offense. So that's something that I really like and I want them to continue. Um, of course, opinions vary. You know, just a few weeks ago, I was praising special teams and now they're one of my least favorites. Special teams need to step it up a little bit. Um, but in general, I mean, I just do not, I don't foresee a scenario where they're just going to get absolutely rocked by this team. And I still have faith in this staff. I feel like with what they've got, what they've done in just this first part of the season, they've really united everyone. I think the culture's different. I've touched on that many times. You can see the guys, you know, I mean, on social media, it's just very apparent that they're playing as a unit, as a team. Um, very positive, a lot more positivity that I've seen. And just in general, I mean, the fan base is even already kind of united. I have not seen the fan base even like on the same leg in years. And I see a lot more positivity. So I would not just throw everything up in the air and be like, well, forget this staff. And I know it's going to be a tough stretch. We're going into a very hard stretch of the season, but or I have a lot of confidence in this staff and what they're doing. Sorry. If you would have told me at the beginning of this season that we would be heading into the Ole Miss game four and two with a close loss to Pitt and then an unfortunate loss to Florida, I would have been pretty excited. Like I would have probably called you bullshit. I, I honestly expect coming into the season – to split Missouri and South Carolina just because I didn't think Hypel was really going to be this damn good in year one. But if we were to get dragged like 20 or more points, I'm obviously going to have concerns solely because of how bad Ole Miss's defense is. I don't want to get too far into it because this isn't the preview yet, but Ole Miss's defense is not good enough to beat us by 20-plus points. Their offense will be able to score, but our offense is just going to be able to respond just as much as they can. So that's my opinion about it. So remember a couple of weeks ago when when Lowe went on that thing about patience and I went on my rant about patience? This game right here, yes, I'll be pissed. If they get waxed, yes, yes, I will 100% be pissed. Because you know what? This game right here is what we've been clamoring to to win for the last decade, okay? The Oklahoma game in 015, um, numerous Florida games, game day. How many times have we lost when game day's here Florida? Georgia, all that, I'll be pissed. And it, like like me after the pit game, I was expecting the win. What happened? We got beat. It let let the air out of me. Like I didn't even feel like dealing with. I think we played Tennessee Tech the next week. I didn't even watch it. And then I got hyped up again. I got sucked in. But um, yeah, you damn right. It's gonna let the air out if we get waxed by them. Hell yeah, we got all this momentum. We just waxed two SEC teams on our own. Yeah. This is this is a huge um, – and I always talk about trajectory when it comes to new coaches. If you go back in history and you look at the Spurriers of the world, the Fulmers of the world, the um, – you know, the, even Les Miles, Nick Saban, every year they improved a little bit by a little bit going up. The coaches that we've hired have gotten worse as the years go by. I want Hoppel to be different. I want him to – Trend up. So what this is, beat somebody you're not supposed to. We're not supposed to win Saturday. We're at home. I know I understand that, but we're not supposed to win. We're an underdog at home. 
beat somebody you're not supposed to beat, all the storylines, all the gimmicks, the former coach coming in, all that. It's time. It's time to win one. Uh, sorry, Ben. Before you go, but Leland, you're talking about we trended down with coaches. First six games, we had Heifel four and two, Kiffin and Lloyd three and three, and Dooley two and four. So I mean, that's one thing that give you hope right there. I don't think there's a snowball chance in hell we lose to this Ole Miss team by twenty plus points. I don't. I don't see it. Um, would I be mad about it um, if it was like? 17 to 50, yeah, I'd be super mad about it. But if it's like 45 to 65, like, uh, I don't know. I'd be I'd be upset at Tim Bakes for giving up 65, but at the same time, look at this all look at this old mess defense. I mean offense. Um but like I said, I don't see it happening. I really don't. Um if Ole Miss wins this game, I think it's I think it's by seven or ten. I really don't see this one getting that far away from us. Um, anybody else got anything before we go to? I would like to say that the lady who asked that did say that she doesn't expect it to happen. She was just curious to our opinions with the staff if we do lose big by this one. Yeah, like I think if we went back and played Florida, um, like if if we played Florida this coming weekend, I I think the score on that game changes. I don't I don't think. They beat us by twenty plus. I really don't. Um, anybody else? I would just like to touch on real quick. This upward tra trajectory is what you always want, right? Every week we want improvement. Every week we want improvement. I feel like after that pit loss, we've really made a turnaround. I do not see this team falling flat on their face. I think the the staff and the players and everyone's putting it a hundred percent. And I do think we're going to continue to see improvement and especially led by hooker. I mean, he is absolutely kicking ass. So I want people to take a second to not get, I, I guess I'll call them Saturday scaries because we're pretty used to that as Tennessee fans. Um, just, I mean, don't worry, don't sweat it, you know, just show up and be loud and, you know, show this team that we're behind them. Um, I think it's really important to be positive and just give them the benefit of the doubt for their last two performances. There's no reason to be negative. All we've seen the past two weeks, in my opinion, is mostly positive. So let's just see what happens and, you know, have that outlook and a clean slate for this game. She's talking about me and you, Layla. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, I've seen some more negative people than just you two. You can be uh, – me and DR get this bad rep, and I'd like to make something clear here. You can be realistic, and it's not considered negative. There, being realistic is different than being negative. If I said we're going to get our asses beat, Saturday, I don't necessarily think we're going to get our asses beat, but I wouldn't pick us to win. And um, I'm, like I told Paul the other day, I said, look, buddy, <laughs> I'm not going to hoop and holler in the streets because I've seen this before. And, and I've seen this story before. And I'm, I'm you know, it's, it's kind of like it's kind of like dating a chick that keeps cheating on you. But she tells you that she's changed. you right. And then you walk in on her and she's with your best friend. Like eventually you got to be like, hey, this ain't the one I'm going to marry. OK, it's kind of like that. So, um, do I hope we win? Yes. Do I think we're going to win? I don't know. Do I think we're going to get blown out? 
I don't know. I don't think so. But there's a difference between being realistic and being negative, I think. But there's also a difference with allowing everything from all these past experiences carry forward when you've seen progress. I get the realism versus negativity thing, but my argument is just look at the past two weeks and how much improvement <laughs> that loss. If I, I have a car wreck, if, if, if I have a car wreck every week, thing as a cheating girlfriend, because this is none of the same staff or not pretty much none of the same players. So that if I have a, doesn't really make a car sense. wreck. If I have a car wreck every single week, it's not the other drivers. It's me. Do y'all remember every time? I'm sorry, love. Uh, do y'all remember that 2018 Florida game? We hyped ourselves up for that, and I get what Lowe's getting at, but it's learned behavior. 2018, man, I was ball leaving, as Facebook says, and I spent 350 bucks on a freaking ticket just so I could see Austin Pope fumble into the end zone and get the game out of reach. So I, I get the caution. I mean, I'm cautious, but I mean, I wouldn't spend, be spending money if I didn't believe a little that we'd beat them. My thing is this: what's the harm in me and Lowe? Walking the streets of Knoxville all day Saturday, acting like it's our birthday party. Like we're gonna get turned up, we're gonna have a fuck ton of fun, and then yeah. we're gonna go in there and watch Tennessee beat all Miss by twenty. So, I now I will not agree with that. <laughs> I feel I feel like it's gonna be close, but what I'm saying is, give these guys just the positivity that they deserve. Pack kneeling out, be loud, and just see what happens. None of us are damn fortune tellers. I mean. I don't see a reason to just not see take the improvements that we've seen, just roll with it. I mean, honestly. And then after we'll either be happy or you guys can tear me apart next week on the pod. But I, that's just I guess, my attitude. I guess, Paul, my, my answer to your question about letting y'all jumping up and down, I guess from an old wise man like myself that I've been there, I'm trying to protect y'all. I feel like a, a young mother bird. Uh, I'm trying to protect y'all and and grow cautious to just just let's see what happens. Let's stay middle of the road here. Let's not get hurt because as soon as they beat us by 21 or something, you're gonna be crying. You're gonna be like, you know, you're gonna be whining to us about how you spent all this time down at the tailgate and and spending money on tickets. That's all I'm saying. I'm, saying, I'm just looking out. One, looking out for y'all. It's six months ago. Two, I'm not a complainer. Three, I'm going to have an awesome time regardless. I'm Let's go. ready to get hurt. Awesome time, too. Uh, but again, <laughs> jumping up and down <laughs> birthday. But allow me and Leland to soak in our sorrows from last 10 years of misery as well. Just a little. Yeah, I, I agree. I'm just giving y'all, I'm just throwing out. Someone says, as a comment, just trolling Leland must see, Leland must see to believe. No faith. Leland never gets trolls. What are you, what are you talking about? Look, <laughs> my thing is this. I've had, I was at the 2018 or 2019 Georgia State game. I was at the BYU game. I've had my heart broken by this program plenty of times. But I'm, so, I'm in a toxic relationship with Tennessee football. I just keep coming back. I keep getting excited. And until it kills me, I'm going to keep doing it. So that's where I stand on it. I, I remember the 2015 Oklahoma game, man. That, that unfortunately lost obviously but probably my best experience in Neyland I'll never forget we were up 21-3 and I 
at halftime, I went down there. I forgot what I got in the bathroom or something. There's Oklahoma fans behind us said, well, you know, we're, we're about to get killed. But well, you've obviously not been watching Tennessee football. I expect us to lose. It, again, it's learned behavior. And then the BYU, I was at that game too, Paul. And they had me ball leaving for a little bit. But unfortunately, I wasn't even too shocked and Alante blew that coverage at the end. I was at both of those games too, and it did suck. But again, I still had fun, especially the Oklahoma game. That was by far like my favorite historical game. Um, I hope this game tops it because I hope we actually win this time. I just remember the reason I'm such a believer is because I've been, I've also I've been to the heartbreaks, but I was also at the 2013 South Carolina game when they were ranked number 11th. They come into Neyland. We just got our asses whooped to, to, against Florida. Like, no hope. Nobody's believing. And then uh, Pilardi makes a game-winning field goal, and we win the game by two points. And games like that are why I get hyped up every time because I know it can happen to us. It's happened to us before. So I'm just – I'm ball-leaving, doctor. That was an awesome game, man. That was actually the first game I went to after my brother passed, and he made that. I, I remember Marquez North catching that, and I thought I was going to have a panic attack, man. I was like, are we going to do it? And Pilardi hit it, man. I, I cried like a baby. Uh, I, I get what you're saying. I mean, that that was one of my top favorite moments in that game. But, but like Lowe said, though, that Oklahoma game, man, nothing tops. I, I had a headache for three days. Thought I had strep throat. Probably had COVID. I mean, <laughs> almost canceled. Never mind. Just move on. Um, yeah, yeah. I, and I've been I've been to games when I was you know 13, 14, 15, where. The Clawson days where, where game day was, was set up, and we won those games. And I just remember, you know, you're, you, we felt we could beat anybody. I remember taking care of business against South Carolina. I remember a day when we didn't lose to Vanderbilt. I remember a day when we didn't lose to Kentucky. November, as soon as November hit every year, it was smooth sailing to the bowl game. I remember those days. And just um, – I, I do want to get back to that, and I, I just – uh, I, growing up, getting older, you just you 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 want to become a middle sports fan. You don't want to get too you know too wild about it. Don't want to like this year with the Braves. I haven't watched one Braves game because I was I pissed off because they blew that three one lead last year. But here they are winning. So maybe that tells me something. Maybe I should, I should go cheer for Bama or something. But um, that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. That you know, just be middle of the road. Let's hope for the best. Let's not get hurt. That's all I'm saying. All right, so let's move on to this old piss preview. Um, Roman Harper ended uh, the SEC Now segment last night with, uh, by the end of this weekend, Tennessee will be ranked after they beat Ole Miss, and he said Knoxville is back. What would? How many points would uh, Tennessee have to beat Ole Miss for you to declare Tennessee is back this weekend? To beat Ole Miss? Yeah, I think it's going to have to be like Arkansas. You're going to have to score in the 50s to beat them. Um, are we just answering that question? Yeah, yeah. How many How many points does Tennessee need to put on Ole Miss for you to declare Tennessee is back? We know Texas say, does um, Focusing on our defense compared to their defense, I think our defense comes up with a couple stops, and I, I'm going with like 48. For me to say that we're back, just win. Win by one. I mean, at this point, you're beating 
SEC teams consistently. And this is a good SEC team. This isn't South Carolina. This isn't Missouri. This isn't Vanderbilt. This isn't – this is Ole Miss. Ole Miss is their top 15 in the country, and they're a good football team. Matt Corral has yet to throw an interception all year. They're a good football team. So for us to be considered back in my eyes – now, you have to remember, I was not alive during the 90s or the early – I didn't watch football in the early 2000s. So I'm I, the first coach I remember is Dooley, so you got to give me credit here. I, we're back in my eyes if we win this game. Um, no, we're not. First off, Paul. Secondly, I don't like that question. Um, because to me, being back is beating two out of the three big dogs as far as Florida, Georgia, and Alabama. If you beat two of those three teams in a season, I will declare Tennessee back. Beating Ole Miss is not considered Tennessee back, in my opinion. Now, the question is, how many points do you think we can we have to score for us to win? Um, well, it depends on how good our defense shows up. Um, this is going to sound maybe crazy to y'all, but like if our defense plays well, we can score thirty five and win. And I, everybody's throwing out this forty five and fifty, but if the defense shows up, and don't forget that Matt Corral threw six picks last year against um, against Arkansas. Um, we can score 35 and defense plays well and we can win. Now, and on the flip side of that, I'm not, I don't think, I don't think we could ever score 50, but if you can score 42, between 35 and 42 is what I would say. But as far as the back question, I don't really like that question because I feel like we have higher hope. We need to have higher hopes than beating a team that's, High quality Vanderbilt in the West is basically what their history has been. A high quality Vanderbilt. Um, I, like I said, the, to be back, you got to beat two out of the three big dogs in a given year, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm sorry to interrupt again, Bandit. I, I didn't even address the back, but I mean, Leland, right, to be back, I mean, we once beat Alabama nine years in a row. I mean, that, winning one game doesn't make you back by any means. I didn't address that either. I just kind of got caught up in the other question. But let's also not forget when Dobbs and company beat Florida and Georgia in the same year and then shit the bed against Vanderbilt. So what I would see as come like actually legitimately back beating everyone that we're supposed to beat, beating probably two of the big dogs, but consistently, consistently playing well. I mean, you cannot have one game where you're on top of the world and the next game you guys don't even, you look like literally Vanderbilt out there. You can't have that. And I do think that in time we're going to see very consistent play coming from the staff, but I will agree with that. I, and I didn't answer that because I just kind of got caught up in the points thing, but I would say consistent play on top of all of those things is very important. We were, we were back for five weeks in 2016. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I also realized that I didn't answer the part that you all four answered. I answered the part that you all four didn't answer in my initial response. So I'm going to say, I'm going to go with Leland. I'm going to say we have around 40, 45 points for us to beat Ole Miss. So I agree with all you guys, and that's why I think ball fans need to tune in to shows like this and turn off SEC Network. Um, Roman Harper closed SEC now with – with an absolute 
clickbait of a of a of a sound clip. Um, you know, taking a page out of Texas's book. They always say, "I, I hear Texas is back once a year." Uh, just, just Texas is back is Tennessee's. This is our year. Um, you, you can't you can't look at one game um, for a we're back. Um, Roman Harper needs to get out of here with that. SC Now's trash. SC Network's trash. Tune into the ATB show. What uh, what are we playing on Saturday? Do what? What what chat station are we playing on Saturday, Bandit? Some, tra- some trash network that's trying to get viewers. <laughs> hey, put me and Bandit and Leland on that shit. We'll do the damn, we'll do the okay. damn color, and then Doctor Vaughn Low can be on the sideline reporting. <laughs> there you go. All right, so I look at this Ole Miss team, and uh, I see a total lack of good competition played. Um, I know that's a shocker, seeing as how they've played Alabama, Arkansas, and Louisville. But I'm telling you guys, they they haven't faced a defense as good as ours. They haven't. Um, they put 43 on Louisville, 54 on Austin P, 61 on Tulane, 42 on Bama, 52 on Arkansas. And I'm telling you guys, all this hype about the points they've scored, it it's not there. That it's 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 fodder. There's there's no hype in the points they put up against these teams. Um, I had that Bama score wrong. They did not put 42 on Bama. They put 21. Um, so you look at that. They put they put 21 on Bama, and Texas A&M's backup quarterback beat Bama by putting up 31. Um, so what do you guys think about the hype on this Ole Miss offense? Uh, Leland had said something about um, Corral. Yeah, about throwing six picks against Arkansas. Uh, I heard Dan Harrelson today talking about uh, the reason he picked Georgia to win the Natty was watching JT Daniels in an interview and just how confident he was. And he said the opposite of that was Matt Corral when he got up there that he just seemed really nervous and there was maybe 100 people there at SEC Media Days. And he said that it kind of took him back and made him wonder about big games. I mean, kind of like Alabama. This great offense scores, what, three touchdowns? Um I think a lot of it is overhyped because of Kiffin, honestly. I, um, well, Leland touched on it earlier, but this was like my big selling point. So I'm just going to go ahead and fire off everything I had because I put in the effort. Um, so in comparison, I, the reason that I feel like Tennessee is going to win this game, I feel confident in saying that. I'm not saying it's going to be by a lot. I think it's going to be, literally down to the last few seconds, possibly, unless our defense plays like four solid quarters. But Ole Miss's rushing defense is 106 nationally to Tennessee's rushing defense ranked 31st. Uh, Ole Miss's total defense ranking is 102nd to Tennessee's total defense ranking 44th. That is an astronomical difference. So you're looking at – we have – I don't know where our offense is. I think it's in the top 25 total, I think. Um, top 10. Top 10. Okay. So Ole Miss is, is number three. Pitts is number four. We've already played them. Um, but look at the difference in, in that defense. I mean – Their rushing defense is ranked 106. Look at Evans. Look at our running backs. We are deep at running back. I think that 
as long as our offense continues to stay hot, if our defense comes out and plays, I have no reason to see why we cannot win this football game by six, seven, ten, um, especially being at home, crowd, sellout. I really have no reason to see that, but I or not to see that, but I will say I think the defense has to play for true solid quarters because if they let just a little bit slip up if they don't at least force like one or two turnovers it it could get ugly ugly really quickly um but if we go out and we play and our offense continues to play at the tempo i spoke of earlier where we're scoring in 30 seconds i mean their their defense is really that bad rushing defense in total so i have no reason to believe why if we're ready to roll, start to finish, we don't win this football game. And I know that that's pretty confident for me to say, but, and I do think it's going to be close and I'm not like going over sell here, but looking just at that, those stats and facts alone, I really feel pretty confident in our guys as long as they're ready. What was the, is the, what was the original question? It was Ole Miss's offense comparing to ours, right? That's what we were talking about. Uh, do you think it's overhyped based on who they've played? Because um, if you look at it, you know, the the bigger games that they've played, which was really only Alabama, uh, okay. they only put up 21 points. Okay. I saw an interesting stat. Uh, I think it was SEC Mike tweeted it out. Tennessee has scored 212 points against first-string defenses, the other team's first-string defenses this year. Ole Miss has only scored 128 points against a full team defense, like their first string defense this season. Zero points against Alabama was against their first string. It was their second string in their first touchdown in the third quarter, and then the last two in the fourth were like a mix of two and threes. So if you look at Ole Miss and their offense, other than that Arkansas game, they've not played a, a game where they've played the best defense that the te opposing team had, and they're going to get that with us. The injury bug is over with us. Like everybody, Hypel said, most everybody's oh, an injury. What? Don't want that injury. I don't want you saying the injury bug's dead, and then next week we come out and half the team's on crutches. Going into this game, the injury bug, as of right now, is at a cease. Let me just say that. It's at a halt. We just had a linebacker have season-ending injury or a surgery. Right. But I'm talking about everybody who missed. Other than Jawan, everybody else is back. Oh, you mean everybody's back. You don't mean yeah. all that. No, yeah. All the guys we're missing against South Carolina are back, other than Jawan Mitchell, obviously, is what I was trying to say to that. I see where you got confused. That's my bad. Sorry, man. No, you're good. But if we look at that standpoint, I mean, Ole Miss has not done anything against starting defenses all year. So I'm excited. I think our defense is going to rise to the challenge. I really look for I'm kind of with low on the seven to ten point victory swing. Um, so, okay, Ole Miss offense. Love Matt Corral from a, from a NFL draft uh, expert, Mel Copper Jr. over here. Uh, love Matt Corral. I think he's the best QB in the, in the, in the country. Uh, that doesn't mean he doesn't have kryptonite. Obviously, he, uh, he did last year. Uh, I haven't watched too many of their games this year. I know, um, I guess the Louisville, um, Louisville cost me money. But anyway, uh, so let's run down their offense now. I don't want to bore you with a bunch of stats and stuff, so just try to keep up with me here. So, okay, their offense versus our offense, okay? First downs. Sixth 
23rd. That's a check mark in our area, okay? We are seventh in rushing. They are fifth. Pretty even in that regard, right? Total offense. We're 19th. They're third. Kind of, somewhat, maybe a, maybe 50 yards difference or so. Now, passing, we're 81st, and they're 18th. So we're down on the passing, but it sounds like we're more balanced maybe than Ole Miss. I don't know if that's if that could be an accurate assumption. Um, if we're lower in passing, but we're – but we're decent with rushing. Maybe we're balanced better than Ole Miss. Maybe Ole Miss chucks it over all over the place more. Um, third down offense. Now, this is this is a real interesting stat because it sounds like that Tennessee is picking up first downs when they need it the most, okay? So we're ranked 14th, and it sounds like based off this that Ole Miss can't stay on the field uh, for third down. They're ranked 80th. Now, on the flip side of that, this might be a key component in the game. Our third down defense is ranked 72nd, or yeah, 72nd. Okay, you with me? So if they're ranked 80 and they can't convert, convert first downs, we're 72, we can't stop people from third down. What's, what's, what's going to give? Okay, so that's, watch that during the game. Watch third down when Ole Miss is, was on the field, okay? But it sounds like offensively, and national media might not tell you this because they, like the, they like the kiff and suck up and, 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 the, and, the, and the, they don't really put a lot of emphasis on Tennessee, but it sounds like Tennessee's offense is just as good as Ole Miss's from a stat standpoint. Now, um, we touched on it earlier about the defenses. Okay, I know this is an offensive segment, but so if we're really breaking this down, our defense wise way better, double better, I guess you could say, like as far as the stat numbers, than Ole Miss's defense. So if we have this, bear with me here, okay, stay with me. If we have the same offense. Our defense is better. Their defense is garbage. It sounds like Tennessee has the better team. Okay? Now, stay with me here also. I think Hopple's a better coach, but I think they have the better quarterback. Okay? So, this this matchup, if you really break it down, is one of the most even matchups that we've seen in a very long time. I just don't think nationally, or if you don't break it down, people see that. And um, I think if you break it down, this is – we have a really good chance of winning. That's all I'm saying. My whole point about going into all the defensive stuff since Leland made a point this is an offensive segment is the fact that our defense should have no problem with this offense. Um, that's my main thing. Everyone wants to toot Ole Miss's horn on offense – but they don't talk about how shitty their defense is. So ag agreeing in terms of all of that, I don't understand why, yes, they have a really good offense, but so did Pitt. Pitt is right behind them. We lost by seven, and our team was nowhere near United and playing nearly as good as it is now. Um, I think anyone 
in the country could watch the improvement. So I truly, truly think that if our defense plays well, then we win this game because I do think we can force, if we force one or two turnovers, like a couple picks or something, or just stop them on third down and just play smart, then they're going to shut down this offense and we're going to win this football game. That's my whole point. I would say probably the one thing that scares me the most about this offense is um, we've all talked about how good of a passer Matt Corral is. He's also their second leading rusher and he's rushed for eight touchdowns. Um, now I, I just said like 30 minutes ago, I think if we played Florida this weekend, um, I don't know that we win, but I think we make it closer. Um, we, we did not look good against Emory Jones, uh, running around the field. Um, so I would say Matt Corral's legs almost scare me as much as his arm, um, rushing. He's rushed for, I think 250 yards this year and eight touchdowns. He's got, um, I think he's got the most, yeah, he's got the most rushing touchdowns for their team. Um, so we have got to, to stop him on the goal line. Um, they also have a big running back. So that, so they've got um, Parrish, um, their running back has 334 yards, uh, but only one touchdown. It's the big guy, Connor, seven touchdowns. Um, that you have to watch on the goal line. Running back Connor and uh, Matt Corral uh, sneaking the ball on the goal line. Uh, how do you feel about – now, I really liked our goal line. We almost had a goal line stand against South Carolina, almost, and we let them get it in on fourth down. How do you feel about our ability to stop an offense on the goal line? You know, you're talking about Matt Corral back Tyler Beatty for most rushing touchdowns this year uh, in the nation with eight. But as far as on the goal line, I mean, we're, we're not very good at the goal line, like you said. So I'm not feeling great, honestly. Um, and something else we got to watch for is fourth down. They're 18, I believe it's for 22 or 23, but it, they're 75% conversion rate on fourth down. So you, a lot of those going to be short yardage. It's going to kind of be like goal line, honestly. So – those two things really worry me, honestly. I agree with that. Um, I My thoughts is just, I mean, just try and play hard. But also, I do think the crowd may have a factor in that. I know people are like, oh, I roll. But it's true. I mean, people have said it coming there. And so that's my thing is like, if you're going to be at the game, literally be at the game and make a damn difference. If you're sitting in there, be loud and not just sit there and not leave. If something doesn't go your way, I, that's something that kills me. Stay, be in the game and try to make a difference. Crowd factor is a huge thing at this university. And, but in terms of logistics, uh, that is scary. I mean, it's scary to hear. I think our guys are just going to have to be prepared and step up to the plate. But uh, I stand by if our defense can come up with just a couple big stops. I, I'm confident that our offense can turn around and do these 30 second scores on their defense. So if our, I mean, it's literally to me just a couple huge stops for our defense. And as long as our offense stays hot and the play calling is good, I think that could be the difference. Just a couple huge stops on defense. Um, that's I still stand by that. Don't you know the crowd has to beat the traffic low? 
We have to get out of there, okay? We have to beat the traffic. I don't think that's happening. <laughs> Mob thing about this Ole Miss offense is Matt Corral is only a good quarterback when he doesn't have to be. He was he needed to be great when they played Bama. He played he shit the bed for the second half playing their high school defense. He played great against Louisville. Oh, like who? What has Matt Corral done against competent uh, competition this season? Can can anyone like statistic wise? You guys are all stat heads. Does anybody have any stats of Matt Corral playing good teams and their best player? I don't. Matt, I'm not. I watched the film. I watched the whole game. They they had it on the SEC network the other night. I was drinking. I was watching football. It was the Ole Miss Arkansas game. Arkansas allowed some of the dumbest looking shit as far as like trick plays and shit. Like they ran a reverse that took a whole ass like 10 seconds to develop. Tim Banks is not gonna let you do that. You're not gonna sit there and run around in our backfield for 10 seconds without Jay Blakely or Tyler Barron or uh, Easton, I can't, Byron East, Byron Young. Young blowing up your shit. Like it's just not gonna happen. I'm, I'm extremely confident in this game and I know everybody's gonna hate me for it, but I feel really, really good about our chances to win this game. All right, guys, we're nearing the hour Whoa. mark. Do what? Can I get something? Oh, yeah. Um, so I just – y'all were talking about the red zone a minute ago. This is not good at all. So I just looked up our red zone's defensive stats. We're ranked 99th behind Western Michigan, Fresno State, Louisiana, Monroe, Nevada, Georgia State. Basically, they're saying that once an opponent gets in the red zone, they score on 89% of the time. Um, that's not good. Uh, so basically, don't let them in the red zone. But uh, go ahead, Bandit. I just wanted to throw that out there. I was just going to say uh, we're we're nearing the hour mark. Um, anybody got any last little tidbits about this Ole Miss game before we um, give some score predictions and get on out of here? Uh, you know, this goes back to the upward trend, but I had some stats and I wrote down. I wanted to get in for this uh, podcast, but um, – the first four games, we had 31 penalties. And the last two games, we've had four. And that's via uh, G-Man balls. Uh, the first two games, we had 36 points per game, three passing touchdowns and three turnovers. The last four, we got 44.3, 11 passing touchdowns, and one turnover. So, no matter what happens, I want to see that upward, upward trend that we were talking about earlier. I second that. My positivity seconds that. I can't believe we've went almost an hour without talking about Lane Kiffin. That's and has, does anybody know that he's actually coming in to coach? Like he like doesn't your, deserve anything on this damn. Hide your, hide your Lexuses. Hide your blondes. Low. Um, <laughs> I just close up your DMs. Um, I remember. Get you a burner phone. When he was here. And it was so great to have a guy that was different than Fulmer. The the shit talking press conferences. The we're gonna beat. We're gonna sing Rocky Top after beating Florida. He was in a Little Wayne mixtape rap song that was that took off there. That was so badass. Like it. Like we had the shirts. We had you know it, the whole thing was great. And I remember the night he left. I remember people was live tweeting, burning mattresses, uh, catching stuff on fire, running through the streets crying. And I remember um, I, everybody loves him because of the off-the-field stuff. 
Okay, everybody loves his tweets. Everybody loves his shit talking. He's at a likable school. He's not like out of Alabama anymore or Georgia. He's at a likable school. Okay, but but Saturday, it's time for a little payback, I think. And um, it, it's it's a day of reckoning, and it's a day of uh, we need to uh, what do we sacrifice a goat at the fifty yard line? Uh, well, it's time to beat this dude's ass. And um, I know he's going to come in and he's going to say the right things because he's older and mature and all that bullshit. But um, I don't give a shit. I saw somebody the other day taking up for him about leaving for his dream, dream dream job when he went to USC. No. No. Tennessee is a dream job. Tennessee is a top ten program and can compete with USC in every, everything. Everything you want to throw out, Tennessee can compete with it. And it's, to this day, it's shitty what he did when he could have done what he had dreamed of at USC, he could have done here. Now, in hindsight, he probably would have had us in NCAA trouble. Um, but people want to forgive him and do all this shit. I mean, I like him as a person. I don't like him as a coach. I, he's never done anything. He's never – Hopple actually had this – I don't have my notes with me. <coughs> Hopple whooped his ass twice when he was at uh, UCF. And now you can argue that UCF was the better roster. But Hopple put 50 – did he put 50 up twice or 50 and 40? Okay, so 50 at 50 twice. Beat his ass twice, okay? Now now you can say that maybe Ole Miss has the, a little better roster in year one, uh, in Hopple's year one, and then whatever Kiffin's in. But um, it's it's time to beat this beat this dude. Uh, you know, the best thing about being at this game is to hear them talk and see all the freaking pictures they're going to show on TV about when he was here. You, you know that's coming, especially I think Jordan Rogers is on the call. I, I despise that guy. He's and not awful. He, he, he's terrible. So uh, he's like Dan Wolken if Dan Wolken was on television. <laughs> at least it's not Kirk Herbstreit telling us we should have hired Shiano back when we hired Pruitt. We should have. <laughs> but uh, are we doing predictions? All right. Yep. Let's uh, let's close out here. Uh, just uh, something I've jotted down here. Uh, I think we need to just continue to be safe with the ball. Uh, something we didn't really turn over. Turnover. Something we didn't really talk about. Uh, I know somebody mentioned it, but Matt Corral hasn't turned the ball over at all this year. No interceptions. Um. I, th I think we, we really need to get an interception this weekend, um, not only just to mess up his stats, but uh, to have a better shot at winning the game, obviously. Um, and run the ball. I want to see us run the ball. Uh, we talked about them being one of the worst run defenses in the country. Uh, they're just a little bit better than Missouri. Um, so, you know, everybody's been talking all week about shootout, shootout, shootout. No, run the ball. Run the ball. Don't let this game get away from you. Um, and, uh, my prediction is Tennessee 48, Ole Miss 31. Uh, you know, after we put 45 points on South Carolina, that made the first time we'd scored more than 40 points in consecutive games since 2016. I think that trend continues, but I've got Ole Miss 51, Tennessee 45. I, um... Just want to say a couple things before I give my prediction. One, 
I think that we should, as a team, expect the unexpected. I think Kiffin's going to come out here. I've said this many podcasts when we talked about coming into this stretch. He's going to come into Knoxville. He's going to be cocky as fuck. He's going to want all the attention. And he's going to throw whatever he can at us. And I want to embarrass the hell out of him in that stadium. I think it would be just absolutely hilarious if he does some of those god-awful fourth down calls like he did against Alabama, and we just embarrass the hell out of him. So I think it's coming. So expect expect him to throw some crazy stuff at us during this game. I also, irregardless of what the score is, I want the Vols to come out at, after the half like we are down two touchdowns. I do not want to see any lack of effort. I felt like in Missouri we were full steam ahead. In South Carolina, I felt like we put in good effort and our defense played very well, but our offense kind of fell off on the energy. I I just say play the whole game like you're down. Play with a lot of heart. Uh, my final prediction, 48 Tennessee, 42 Ole Miss. So, Bandit, I don't know. Did you read my article on Ole Miss today? Because that is the exact score prediction I put in there is what you had. I'm going to go 48-31 also. I'm, I hate to copy you, but I technically wrote it first before you said it. So so this is going to sound bad, but I did not read your article. That is the score prediction I gave all my guys at work this morning. I think Hendon Hooker gets the national attention he des- he's deserving of this game. I think he has possibly the best game of the year. So I haven't checked it from a game gambling standpoint today, but yesterday the over under was eighty two. Uh, I made a point. I made a point the other day that I, in my head, in my way of thinking, too much has to happen for the over to hit. They basically have to score on every drive, and I know they they do a hurry up and all that. But you're asking for too much, so I would go with the odds that there'll be punts and there'll be a couple turnovers, and maybe one team or both teams might not might not run, might not run it up up and down the field. So if I, I'm a betting man, so I'm going to hit the under if it's 82. Um, I just think there's too much, too much that has to happen. Now, as for the score, um, I've said it during the Florida week how I'd never pick Florida or I'd never pick Tennessee over Florida until I see it for the rest of my life. I will never pick a, a game of this, of this outside noise magnitude that we've created from a fan standpoint. The whole checker kneeling night game. Halloween, Lane, all that stuff. Um, I will never pick us. I have to see it before I pick us to win. So I'm actually going to go with a lower score than some of y'all. Uh, uh, before I get my prediction, a little side note. I did make a point earlier in some of the earlier podcasts how from a strategy standpoint, I know Hopple wants to go fast, but what if we go slow? We're obviously way better in the rush. We're, I mean, we're obviously – where's my stats at? We're obviously can run the ball. What if we run the ball to keep their offense off the field? Okay. Uh, that's what I was saying. Looking at their run defense, man, if we can run the ball, we need to run the ball. Take the ball 
out of his hands. All these games that Patrick Mahomes um, has lost over the past couple of years has been time of possession by the opposing team. Um, I wonder if Hopple would still be so um, headstrong to run it, run it up and down the field time, get it up to get up to the line of scrimmage, or would he, from a strategy standpoint, run the ball, keep them off the field, see if we can limit their possessions a little bit. Um, and I know our defense is decent, but that would help our defense even better because that means they have if we're scoring and we're t- we're taking five to seven minutes off the clock, they have to be perfect in their mind. They have to be perfect every drive. So I'm going with a little lower scorer, scorer than, than y'all. Um, like I said, I can't pick Tennessee in games like this until I see it. But I'm going, um, I'm going 35-31. Something at the very end crazy is going to happen, I feel like. This is the, the makeup, t- typical Tennessee craziness at the end is stay till the very end. Something, something's going to go down. And, DR, you had Tennessee losing too, right? Did I write that down right? Say that again. You had Tennessee losing 51-45. Did I write that down right? Yeah. Okay. All right. I was making sure I wrote it down right. Oh, a little right. side note. A little side note off the field stuff. Tailgate is going to be lit. I think we all have like 10 or 20 people coming. Uh, when when Juice was on uh, a couple weeks ago, I mentioned how we can get all these people. Um, we got everybody and their mother coming. Um, <laughs> but I can't wait to see everybody and get torched. I hope we're all walking weird. Uh, to the stadium. And by the way, my tickets, I realized that my tickets are basically right next to the Ole Miss fan base up there in the corner. And I'm going to be righty as hell. And I'm going to talk about each and every one of their mothers. Leland, are you Z14? Z, um, it's something like that. I can't yeah, remember exactly I'm in that what it is. Corner, so that'd be cool if we sat next to each other somehow. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Whenever, uh, Whenever everybody starts to file out to beat the crowd, uh, y'all come down to Section M with me and Lowe, and we'll get a group. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. We're, we're in Section M, uh, row six, row one. Yep. Of course, I get beat, but whatever. Yeah, uh, we're not getting beat. I got beat. He's five rows ahead of me. You got beef? Beat. Beat. I have no idea what's going on, but y'all do you, I guess. Oh, my Lord. Yeah, right, but tailgate. tailgate will be rowdy. G10, come on down. Y'all ready to get out of here? Let's do We're it. Ready. Go, right. walls. Go walls. Go walls.